0: Welcome to season two of Shock Your Potential. This podcast is designed to help you to achieve your best self professionally and personally. I am your host, Michael Sherline. My guests bring a wealth of experience and their stories hold messages that transform me with every conversation. I seek out those whose businesses, lives and causes challenge me to be my best and hopefully they will impact you just as much. I'm an author and speaker on leadership, sales, and the customer experience. And I want to help you to shock your potential. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And now, let's meet our next guest. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential, where I focus on excellence and leadership sales, and the customer experience. I like to bring a variety of guests that make us think, make us stop, make us ask ourselves, how do we shock our own potential? How do we make sure that we invest in our feeling and performance to achieve our best? And I stole that little line from my guest today, Dennis Buttimer. Dennis, thank you for joining me.
1: Uh, of course, and I'm delighted. Glad, glad you could use the line. <laughs> so <laughs> your,
0: your company is called Mind mindful performance. And I am Mm -hmm. very excited to talk to you um, about a number of things today. But first, I will let you do a little introduction uh, to yourself. And it's also you with your uh, beautiful wife that I also had the opportunity to meet briefly. Um, So tell us a little bit about what mindful performance is and and why you do this and how it might shock people.
1: Sure, sure. Well, mindful performance, uh, it's it's interesting because my wife and I, uh, Angela, we're in business together as you mentioned and we're looking at so often in in corporate we're talking about peak performance and how to really get people motivated and to perform you know really actually more mindfully so we our expertise is really in mindfulness we've both practiced it individually since you know we were teenagers thankfully and uh And we've worked with lots of different people, you know, clients and in in individual practice, but also many corporate clients over the years. And we thought, well, really, what what people are really trying to get uh, in organizations is mindful performance. That is bringing in, you know, being really present, I mean, really present with a sense of calm and with focus. And even a sense of non judgment. These are things that, as you know, mindfulness cultivates. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that, though, Michael, is that, you know, when people hear mindfulness, okay, in and of itself, <laughs> they tend to, especially men, mm-hmm. to be really frank with you, they tend to conjure up images of being all zinned out <laughs> and in
0: the bliss and chanting, oh. And you must sit in know. the lotus position and say, um, oh, <laughs>
1: right, right. I don't even sit in the lotus position. So, right, right. So, you know, now meditation is an intricate part of mindfulness and therefore mindful performance. Mm-hmm. But I think what shocks my clients is that when they realize that mindfulness energizes, and powers, it elevates you. So that means that as you practice mindfulness, you stimulate calm, clean energy. And what does that do? that helps you focus it helps you be more productive and basically on top of your game. So people feel like, and again, I, I see it with men, but I even see it with women too, that if they begin to be more in the present moment and not so future focused, and if they stop and be still that somehow they will lose their edge, but it's actually the opposite because once they cultivate that calm, clean energy, that I was mentioning then they really are empowered and they're less likely to make mistakes Absolutely. think about it when you when you're right when you're not your best self what happens you you tend to make mistakes when you're stressed out you can't think straight you don't remember and you tend to do things you wish you hadn't done sent that email made that call <laughs> well when you perform right yeah. <laughs> we've all i, I, I think,
0: not been victim to that
1: <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> did I, did I really call my sister last night? <laughs> uh, you know, it, there's there's so many of these things, right? And so uh, it's really uh, learning. I, I, I think this is one of the salient points, Michael, is that it's learning to be uh, more responsive and less
0: reactive. Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, it's, I love talking about this for a couple of reasons. And and number one, I know that people, you know, are hearing mindfulness thrown around. And mm-hmm. and it's really, and when I talk about it and what I've been doing with my own mindfulness and meditation related to that mm-hmm. over the last year, sometimes people roll their eyes at me or they might say, oh, well, I just can't, I just can't meditate. I'm not good at it. And I have to laugh because when I started this practice myself a couple years ago, I was not good at it. I'm still not good at it, but nice. I'm better at it. And and you start to realize it's not about being perfect at it. It's about being just a little bit better than you were a minute ago, not even uh, necessarily a day ago.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting when you bring that up because there's, I find, and, and I know you do in your work, that you find so many people with that perfectionistic edge mm-hmm. And so what, you know, we talk about in mindfulness is it's progress over perfection. Uh, so often the perfection is an unattainable thing, you know, in your mind. And, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy and I'm, you, you met my wife, Angela. She She's more naturally a calm person, but I'm not. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I'm the oldest of 10 kids.
0: Oh my gosh. 10 kids.
1: I mean, oh. can you imagine this? I mean, no. I always thought my par- my parents had nine kids too many, right? <laughs> I was thinking, like, I want to talk to them and say, like, N- now y'all know how this is happening, right? <laughs> yes. You know but, the cause and effect here. <laughs> right, right. But I was a, you know, I was an uh, uh, anxious, uh, hyped up child. I mean, you can probably imagine I couldn't concentrate, all these different things. Well... What happened to me was, and it went on for quite a while, but my junior year of high school, I had this very concerned teacher, great, great guy, and he introduced me and several other uh, students uh, to Transcendental Meditation. This was way Mm -hmm. back there, right? Wow. And as a result of that gift, I really was, Michael, able to quiet not only that external noise that seemed constant the way I grew up but also yes. even in my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this to say that the way that I'm wired, you know, uh, from growing up and everything else, it's more like a type A individual, right? Mm-hmm. But so I am using this in, in my own mindful performance to work with my own tendencies and personality and strike balance, et cetera. Do, does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And I think that that's, it's, It's what has made a huge difference for me. And I talk about this often on my podcast. I talk about it often with people is that, you know, a year ago, almost a year ago, a year ago on October 5th, I made this very conscious decision when I looked at where I was and where, you know, where I was trying to build this business and what I was trying to do. And I said, here's what I know. If every day I exercise for at least 30 minutes and it doesn't have to be a run. I mean, it could just be a walk outside, and every day uh-huh. I write in my journal, and every day I meditate. And sometimes all I'm doing is a 10-breath <laughs> meditation, and and that's all I can do. That's all I can focus on. But when I do that every day, when you were talking about peak performance, that was when I started to see this absolute change in my output. And I saw this absolute change in my sleep and my ability Gosh. to calm my mind and my sense of... Uh-huh. Uh, looking at things more positively, and I'm a really positive person. But mm-hmm. when I get, yeah. but when I get mm-hmm. stressed, uh, that gets suffocated by it. But when I would do these things, all three of them, um, I found this mm-hmm. great, uh, you know, this great release. But I know that without a doubt, the days that I'm still, if I miss, and I actually, so I'm literally tracking this. I have calendars now because I said I'm going to do this for a full year. And I'm gonna give myself a gold star literally every time I have a day where I do three, and I I actually made it from October 5th until Christmas Day before I missed, and I only missed that day because wow. I was I forgot to journal, and I've since then I've missed less than ten since Christmas, mm-hmm. and it has been for me something that's clear. But here's the other thing: last Gosh. night um, mm-hmm. I had you know. I have worries about, you know, things with my son and, you know, you, you start to worry about life and, you know, he's got a lot of burdens on of his course. plate right now. And, and I went to bed last night. I fell immediately asleep, woke up about an hour and a half later could not stop my mind no matter how many times I try to put myself back into my mindfulness and you know my 10 breaths mm-hmm. I must have done you know 310 breaths you know and I was <laughs> I and I was laughing because right. as I was reviewing your website again this morning and one of your things is you know do you struggle with sleeping because you can't shut your head off and I'm like I can't believe that last <laughs> night that happened. You know? and I'm like thank God I'm exactly, gonna have a therapy right. session with Dennis. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Oh man. It's such a sense I of control.
0: You know, when you have it, you do control yeah. more because you focus differently.
1: Right. And you know, I, a couple of things that I want to say though, one is, well, I, I understand what this like. I mean, we're all human beings and I find that most people really do struggle with some version, if not an, you know, occasional mm-hmm. insomnia, maintenance insomnia or, or other issues, uh, then there, there's mm-hmm. other things. Um, but that said you see you have you have made so many deposits that you can draw on Mm -hmm. that Uh, in the larger picture you can really draw on all those deposits and by the way what you've done what you've mentioned you're actually speaking to research that's been found with the most successful executives in the world and you, uh, you probably know all that but but just to say to our listeners that what happens is these executives that are most successful when they get up in the morning, they don't pick up their cell phone right away. They wait 30 minutes an hour. They meditate the heck. They pray. They, they walk, they do various things, but it's not just about exercise and, you know, throwing down five cups of coffee (laughs) and run out the door. They, you have to still your, you have to work with your mind, right. To get that, that, that calm, clean energy. And you know, I, so kudos! Oh, thank on you. I have
0: to admit, though, I'm not as good with. Um, yet I'm trying very hard to not have you know my phone be the first thing I pick up. In fact, I was just talking to somebody else uh, um, a, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about you know actually leaving the phone outside the bedroom. And so I'm I'm trying that. Mm-hmm. But what I what I do on I, most mornings, yeah. if I'm home and my husband's home, then I walk him to work, and it's um, 1.1 miles each way, okay. and I start. And I never look at my phone until I'm back in and have that cup of coffee. <laughs> and, I, and, and usually, sometimes I'll do my my meditation, Gosh. you know, as I'm walking a mindful walking meditation, and and those are things to me that when I do mm-hmm. that, and I didn't get a chance to do that today because I had a very early call this morning. And it's amazing because I'm now as I'm looking through my day, instead of being off because I'm I am a little off because of lack of sleep and not starting out that way, but as I've been going through today, I'm thinking, right. okay when do I have my next break and how am I going to approach that next break? So I, I, um, reboot myself Hmm. and I would have
1: very mindful.
0: I would have never thought of that a year ago. I would have never thought about, you know, re taking re control. I would have just said, Oh God, this day is going to be a disaster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. Right. And and just find ways to just keep I don't know, energize some kind of way. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. to have another cup of coffee or it have something else like just keep going, just keep going. And, mm-hmm. and I think there's such a sense of to reach your peak performance, to be able to stop and say, I can't perform at my peak. If I haven't taken care of, you know, the first core parts of me yet.
1: Yes. That's foundational, Michael. It's really foundational. And it's so, I think it's, it's awesome. Not only have you gotten that, but you've, you've implemented and you've been practicing that again, all of those deposits add up so that, you know, when you have a rough day, then, then you, you can deal with it. And as you say, you can think of like, okay, I can even be mindful with this. Okay. I didn't get this perfect sleep, but hmm, maybe, I don't know, maybe around lunchtime, I'll do a little mm-hmm. meditation or I'll do a little yoga or something, you know, right. Yep. Absolutely. So good good
0: thank you thank you i like i like having my own free therapy sessions during these <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey no, no worries no worries look you have it now who said it was free <laughs>
0: I'm Uh going to get my (laughs) butt.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. We're friends. We're friends.
0: Oh yeah, I love it. So when Uh, you you know you work with a number of executives, I know that that's a a great deal of your focus, and mm -hmm. um and and I hear you when you say sometimes and yeah, men maybe more than women, but still I think there's the same balance. You know of of people that are kind of not even maybe so disbelievers, but still have that skepticism of okay, this sounds great, you know, but how are you gonna really help me? How do you help them to start to break down their mental walls or resistance against the concept of mindfulness?
1: Sure, that's a great question. And, you know, first to be able to say you're right that whether it's men or women, we we live in a culture of, it seems like in many ways, increasing, uh, increasingly masculine energy. Mm -hmm. So we all have, you know, masculine and feminine energy, we're trying through mindfulness to keep things in balance. Well, I do see increasing numbers of women that uh, it's not about femininity. It's about this uh, lack of feminine energy because they're, they're, you know, they're often pushing, pushing, pushing. And so what I try to do with them and, and whether it's men or women is I often will play devil's advocate. Like they'll lay out what, their challenges are, what their obstacles are and all of these things. And I'll flat out ask them why they shouldn't continue doing that. Mm. You know, why, why not just keep (laughs) doing all of that? And of course, what they come to is that, you know, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'll keep getting what I'm getting Mm -hmm. and being able to see, show them things like, for example, like the things that are causing them stress and the ways that they've been reacting to it have probably been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. So like here in Atlanta, I'll use the example of Atlanta traffic, well, there's nothing new (laughs) about Atlanta traffic, you know, the congestion, the volume, the accidents, the, you know, unplanned construction, the other drivers, I, there's nothing shocking about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's understandable that people have their feelings about that or whatever stressor they're going through but if they if they keep reacting the same way than what they're doing is they're ostensibly drinking poison and mm. expecting it to hurt the other people or the other situations
0: <laughs> it's so true that's a great that's a great analogy
1: well thanks and and, and, and so the idea is okay you, you know oftentimes they're like well if i keep doing this that's why i'm here that's why i'm paying you i I want to keep doing this. Oh, okay. Well, so, so I'll start right with some, with some small steps and I'll start with the idea like, you know, we're talking about progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that you work 20 hours a day. Yes, I know. Yes, I understand. So we're going to start small. And so Mm -hmm. what I get them to do is just start with, you know, five minutes and I'll actually introduce them. I'll say, okay, so let's just practice this together and i have them sit back and we'll just mm-hmm. go through what, you know, we call a mini meditation and then get them to get the, the number one, how their body feels, number two, their state of mind, and just be able to reinforce that and say, well, can you imagine if you went even just a little bit longer? Or heck, if you just did that every day, what would that mm-hmm. be like, you know, sort of to get them, you know, wedded to the idea?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does and- that make sense? Absolutely, because you have to start in small, you know, in small increments, just to be able to, you know, clear your mind for ten seconds. For a lot of people, is is a big change. Yes. But once you get ten seconds, then you know, can you go fifteen? And if you go fifteen, can yeah. you go twenty? Until you start to build up, you know, some, um, I guess, almost like, a, you know, a muscle memory about yes. how to do it and, and the impact it has on you.
1: And some traction, and there's recent research, too, that says the the attention span of the average modern-day adult changes six to ten times a minute, a Jeez. minute. So, geez, you know, we're in a society where you're expected to do more, be more, have more, all these things. Well, spin all these plates, but the human brain can't really do that. So really trying to get folks to, to see if they just focus on one thing just for these, heck, these five, ten minutes, here's some really Absolutely. positive things you get.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I want to uh, keep talking, obviously, because we have even more to share, but I'm going to take just a quick moment. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Okay. Do you want effortless lead generation at an extremely affordable price? Then you need to know about the royalty gem with an IE, not a Y. This breakthrough technology serves as a remote proximity marketing device, allowing you to reach customers and clients in a very unique manner. The Royalty Gem is a tiny wireless device that sends your message and website to every nearby Android phone up to a thousand meters away, depending on the gem you choose. I began using the Royalty Gem over a year ago. I spend $25 a month for a 100 meter radius, and my return on investment has been outstanding. I can change my marketing messages frequently as i like, but I most often use it to promote this very podcast. Whether I'm walking through downtown Philadelphia, through a busy airport, or even while dining out, my royalty gem, sitting in my purse, brings me hundreds of new listeners each month. To learn more, visit www.royalty.com backslash mark AF equals shock your potential. And remember, that's royalty with an I-E, not with a Y. This link will also be available on our websites at shockyourpotential.com, shockyourpotentialpodcast.com, and of course, via the show notes for this episode. Once again, visit www.royalty.com backslash mark AF equals shockyourpotential to learn more about how Royalty Gem can help you To shock your business potential. And we are back with my friend Dennis Buttimer. And Dennis, we have been talking about mindfulness and how that allows a person to not only center themselves, find their own sense of well-being, but reach a peak performance. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's important. I just thought I'd, I'd share really quickly. When I finally decided to get into mindfulness and meditation, I did it because um, I, I love Good Morning America. And on the weekends, uh, the gentleman, Dan Harris, is one of the anchors, and he had written a book called 10% Happier. And yes. it's like 10% happier for fidgety skeptics. And I thought, well, that's me. <laughs> and i I like, that's totally me. Like, I want mm. to do this, but I don't know that I believe I can. And I really loved the book. I loved his honesty. And so then I, of course, downloaded his app. And, uh, and I did that for about a year with his app because – I didn't know how to get myself, you know, for you talking about helping your clients the first time or however many times and saying, let's do this together, I didn't know how to get myself into that point to just, you know, stop thinking or stop my my brain from going. So I did it by listening to guided meditations. And I found that the moment that I started that, it just, it would put me into a different kind of sense of maybe even handing over some control to somebody else who was guiding me through it until I felt like, hey, I I can take the reins for this a little bit. And I don't use guided meditation much anymore. Um, But it's funny because the other day I was like, you know what? It's time to pull a couple of those out again just to maybe take myself to the next level because I think I've gotten to the point where I'm almost – Going through my ten breath meditation too fast, and it was a good mm-hmm. reminder for me. It's like you know, okay, it's time to up you know your workout game or whatever you're doing. Can't just keep you know running two miles. You got to you know at least do two and a quarter. <laughs> and uh, so it was kind of a good awareness right. for me. And actually, I have that on my schedule today. That in between, I'm doing four tapings today, at podcasts, and in between my wow. second and third. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do a guided meditation because I'm like I got to have Brilliant. something to break up my monotony, you know, in my head. That's awesome. But it's, it, it's indeed fun. it's fun to have indeed. that as a tool for you. Yeah.
1: It is, and thank thank you. I think that is really important for everyone to know. But your own experience, because you you are you use the word control before, and it's really important. This this is something that you can control, and there's only it's been said not by me. But um, it's been said that there's only three things that we can't control, people, places, and things, (laughs) meaning that we can, we have this, this self, but gosh, that's actually a lot. If you think about our beliefs, our feelings, our actions, redirecting our thoughts, our breathing, there's really a lot that we can control. But I think that was a really good word you used. And I think when you do take that, 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 time out, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You're surrendering control in a good way. Mm -hmm. You're letting go, right? Absolutely. Good stuff.
0: And you gain a lot, you know, and then that's, that's the ultimate, you know, goal with everything is how much more do you gain to the positive? And your concept of, you know, if you're sitting in traffic and you're so aggravated at everybody else, you continue to add poison to your system, but you're hoping it's going to change them. And we can't, you can't can't change anybody else. You can maybe help impact, but you can't, yeah, you can't change them. They've got to, they got to change for their own reasons, not for yours.
1: (laughs) Right. That's right. But if, you know, it's interesting, whether it's in family relationships Mm -hmm. or traffic or employee relationships, if you work on you, as I know you do, but speaking to our listeners, if you work on you, it's, it's really powerful What, how that can actually have a positive effect on others just by your very presence, how you've shifted.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because my husband, he's just... He's very um, stunned by the changes in me, especially my changes in my sleep patterns over the last year. Gosh. And he's like, This is like you are like a whole new person. And you know, and I have mm. always been positive and happy and you know and, mm-hmm. and carefree in a lot of ways, but I carry stress very deeply. And it's interesting too that um, I was thinking as you were talking about, you know, guiding somebody through this, about two years ago, I was going through an extremely stressful situation. And I was uh, visiting with a gal and she said, do you want to do a quick body scan meditation? And I said, sure. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, you know, I haven't, I mean, I'd done that on the guided meditation, you know, it hadn't been a problem. I, she was guiding me through just scanning my body, and I burst out in tears. And she's like, you know, when we got done, I just had tears rolling down my face. And she goes, what's going on? And I said, I have no idea, <laughs> but, I th- oh. but I think we loosened something. And I knew that I was stressed and I knew I had all, you know, these things going on that I was juggling. But once we did that, it was like this release. And she goes, are you okay? I said, I think I'm great. Like I hadn't, I needed to have that release. And I didn't know, oh, dear. I thought I was getting better and I was, but until you mm-hmm have something that sparks it because you kind of surrender to it. It, it was pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> that that was awesome. And, and I said yes right away. It, it doesn't surprise me because the body really holds mm-hmm. so much. And here's something really for, for folks to consider the body never lies. The body is constantly sending us messages, but we don't listen to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you're constantly you know, having headaches, it's not meaning that your body's low on Advil. Yeah. You know, or, you know, it's like these are expressions. And, but, you know, when, when you do something like you're doing, Michael, where you drop into these other places of the heart and the gut, you, you slow down that mind enough so that you, you can listen to that wise person, wise man, wise woman within and, and go, okay, what, what is yeah. going on here? And
0: then you can begin to, you know respond to absolutely. it absolutely and what is it supposed to tell me and why am i not listening or <laughs> why have i not been listening right that's right oh, absolutely it.
1: it's also been said that our minds our minds are like a loud bar right and uh, any of us who uh, have ever mm-hmm. been in a bar <laughs> not me not me but in a, in a loud bar uh, yeah. gosh right so it, you can picture our minds like that so you have to usher those patrons out. Okay, folks, it's closing time. Get on out of here. You lock the door. You experience some quiet. You have to have that, or, 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 or you,
0: you just can't. You can't. Yeah, that's a great well. point. And think about that. Even if you've once they've gone out and the door is closed, your ears are still buzzing for a while. <laughs> that is so true. You know? good point. Because you're still so your your mind is still you know adjusting and trying to weed it out, and and it still had. And implications. Oh, I never thought of that. I love that. Wow, look at us coming up with news. Awesome. <laughs> I, I,
1: no, and I love that uh, the the buzz in the ears afterwards. Yes. I hadn't thought of that. That's awesome. I mean,
0: think about going to you know a loud concert and you know and how long it takes your ears to acclimate back to normal and quiet, you know, because they've been assaulted. Mm-hmm. And same thing with our emotions and our thoughts and everything having coming at us as a barrage. If we don't have you know even when the assault is over there's still there's still remnants of that that are going to linger on for a while so yeah, I get it.
1: Great, totally agree. Well, absolutely. As
0: we're we're getting near the end here, but I I always want to ask people two questions, and the first is because I focus mm-hmm. on so much about excellence that you've been the recipient of, because I love hearing people's stories of things that they've experienced that have made a difference. And it might be leadership or sales or a customer experience, but something that's a really positive mm-hmm. experience that has impacted you and your and you know what you do every day as well. You know, do you have an experience that you could share with us? Sure
1: yeah actually i i I do and there's been more than a few of these but it always is deeply touching when i experience it so i was working with a global organization a couple years ago and they were having a huge rollout and this rollout was going to involve you know some reassignments additional responsibilities and with any kind of change you know people become anxious Well, they asked me to facilitate what they were calling a keynote town hall address on Mindful Performance. And it was going to be about 200 employees and leadership team. And anyway, they had this group of people who worked very hard on this for a couple of years, almost two years. Wow. And, you know, they were all really nervous about what all this was going to mean. All right. Well, I'm up there. I'm being introduced by a senior vice president of the organization. I wasn't even, I I wasn't expecting about what I was, what I'm about to say. I thought he was just going to introduce me. Mm -hmm. But before he introduced me, he was so awesome. He just calmly walked out onto the stage, reassured them about their positions that they have Mm -hmm. and how important they were. And he asked this question, Michael, that I thought was so interesting and it was unexpected. He said, how many of you have vacation time? And, um, you know, some of them kind of raising said raise your hands. I want to see. And he assured. So he went on to say that they were his most valuable asset, the company's more valuable asset. And in fact, he ordered them to take their vacation time off uh, that he, he encouraged them to really, you know, enjoy this, that they had worked hard. And it's a necessary part of things to you know, to have this whole thing about work-life balance. And so he, he went on to like, encourage me, like, you know, Dennis is going to be speaking to you today about mindful performance and striking a balance with work life and mm-hmm. strategies, et cetera. And I really want you to listen to him, but more than listen to him, I really want you to follow through on what he's suggesting. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> so I was standing there. I, so I could see, I was partially on stage, I could see their faces at the end, they're like anxious and severe mm-hmm. looking, and then they started smiling, and there was relief, and I saw two or three people even tearful, oh. you know, I was like, wow, what a, I mean, it was just brilliant, I felt, I felt empowered, oh you know, gosh, Gosh. So that that, was pretty darn shocking.
0: And what a message to his team. I mean, that is, you're right. At a moment when there's so much change and people are anxious and people want to make sure they look at what's going to happen, what's going to happen in my job, what's going to happen, you know, am I going to be safe? You know, already with people that aren't in those positions, I don't know what the number is. I just saw something on it though, the other day about how many people, how many average vacation days people just give up a year because they don't take them. But how many more give yes. them up in those kinds of rapid change um, situations? and that's when they need it the most.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, without question. That's
0: powerful. What a great way also to just show his belief and what he wanted, you know them to listen and take away from you. And you know, and that that doesn't always happen because sometimes your pe- person who's introducing you, like, it's going to back to check. Good luck, throwing, exactly. Like, uh, I think his name is Dennis. He's going to talk about some stuff. You know,
1: <laughs> right? Rolling their eyes, kind of winking at the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I
0: love it. That's
1: fabulous. <laughs> and although, in many ways, that's unusual. I mean, it just it it get, it showed me that no, this is really possible you know that that and and not just possible that there are executives out there that that are like this you know
0: absolutely there there's not as many as i would like to see
1: right not yet
0: yeah and i think it's a lot because people are fearful and Mm -hmm. yeah when we operate out of fear you know we we operate against our natural inclinations and that that doesn't always give the results that would be indicative of us as human beings and i know i've faltered in that place myself at times and tried to yes. really adjust it, you know, especially leading people to understand you got to act the way you need to act and you have to be able to oh. deal with the stress and not let people see it. Otherwise they're going to feel it times 10.
1: Well done. And, and, you know, with your mindfulness practice, you transform fear. And I mean, fear is usually mm-hmm. overwhelmingly irrational and ego-based and, you know, like, I don't know, what's the percentage? 97% of fears never come true. But yeah. <laughs> when you're experiencing the the fear, this is what I've, I've seen is that you feel like you're part of that 3%. You're like, no, 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 exactly. this is really one of those that's going to happen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you have
1: to, gosh, you have to get in there. It's, it's, you can feel it, right?
0: When you're Absolutely. experiencing it. Well, the last question that I always like to ask everybody, and, and you might've answered part of it talking a little bit about your youth, but that may not be it as all as well. But, you know, when you look back knowing what you know now and you could go back and talk to the younger Dennis at any point in time,
1: what mm-hmm. time would
0: that be? And what would you tell him that would have shocked your own potential further <sighs> faster or kept you exactly on the same path?
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's really uh, important. And I, I just, it just now, although I was thinking about this question, I'm just going back to doing the loop back. Okay, so given the way that I grew up, uh, it was, it was honestly, it was very insecure. I felt very insecure with us. I was anxious and all of these things. And uh, although I started, well, actually, I continued meditating ever since. It's been a lifelong friend. But even given that, Michael, I, um, I would say when I was like maybe late teens, possibly early 20s, let's say like when I went into college, because I obviously went into the helping field, I would have um, told, let myself know that it's okay to take more risk. In other words, the way I grew up, although yes, I took risk and I did some things, what I was most focused on was security. So I followed a very traditional route to get that security, you know, you get your yeah. degree, you get your master's in this case in counseling and you do this and you work hard and, and blah, blah, and all like that.
0: Just fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. That, that, uh that, that that's called a fable, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, and it was certainly a, a fable. in in my case, um, and I've been fortunate. I've been blessed in many ways, but that said, I would, uh, I I would say I would take more risk. And you know, I, I do have, we all have natural gifts. I got certain gifts around, I think I've been told around humor and, and, and being caring and these sort of things. But I think I would have unleashed that earlier and, and, and felt more, allowed myself to feel more comfortable in it. Um, I would have, I would have taken more, risk in business earlier with things, uh, even around the speaking that I do now, gosh, if I, you know, we all probably have this, gosh, <laughs> if I had only done this earlier, you know, exactly. look where I'd be. <laughs> so I'd say, I'd say some things like yeah. that for sure. And I
0: think it's, it's important to, to recognize. And I, a lot of my guests have very similar, um, advice to themselves to, you know, to be more bold, to take more risks. And yet, you know, sometimes those risks that we take, it's only because we, we took, we had so much time where we weren't very bold and (laughs) we didn't uh, feel that same confidence. And, but boy, I know, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, when you look at, people who are younger and I think, you know, I look at this, uh, I don't think my son listens to any of my, my, uh, podcast, but hopefully one day he will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. And he's, you know, he's seven
0: and he's, you know, he is (laughs) facing, you know, a really tough point in life. He's got two little kids and, and I just, you know, as a parent, you just want to make it easier for him and you just wish Mm -hmm. it was all better. But you know, at the same time that like, until you go through it and you live it, ah, you know learn yeah. the lessons as well
1: without question and er, real early in my career too just I, I had a intervention of sorts done on me i i had a i was you know just just out of graduate school i was working in a treatment center just all of this and the bottom line to it was i was i began to incur all kind of various symptoms you know physical symptoms and i would just you know went more pedal to the metal and all of these mm-hmm. things and so I had a, a, a physician friend that said to me, you're, you know, you've really had these stomach problems going on for a while. I'm going to send you across the street. And I said, well, that's a hospital across oh. the street. And he says, well, I want you to talk to a surgeon friend of mine. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> a, a surgeon. I mean, they, they cut people. That's okay. what they, that's what they're paid to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I talked to, so he had set this whole thing up. So then yeah. I, I talked to the surgeon who was a really sort of down to earth guy and he said, yeah, what's been going on? And he said, what are you doing for stress relief? And he said, I said, well, I'm a runner. He goes, when's the last time you ran? I said, uh, (laughs) maybe two something weeks ago. He goes, all right. Uh, what are you eating these days? Yeah. Um, you say you, you meditate. Uh Yeah. I haven't been as much lately. So, so he went through all these things, Mm -hmm. and I mean, the guilt was enormous. I grew up Catholic, so of course I was feeling awfully guilty. Mea culpa, mea culpa. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I think the ten kids probably gave it away too, right?
0: I knew there was a reason I liked
1: (laughs) you. Oh, bless you, bless you. We know from big families, you ask, you know, where were you in the birth order, and what we all know what that means, right?
0: Yeah. I'm the, I'm the last of six. So yeah, go on.
1: (laughs) Well, he, he, Michael, he make a long story short. He he ended up saying these words, which were pivotal to me. He said, Oh, okay. Well, you're one of those counselors that doesn't practice what he preaches.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, he said, no, well about it. He said, now you can keep doing what you're doing and then you can come back in here. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'd say, yeah, Say about six months and I can just catch up, and and we can, oh, you know, we can take oh, care of what will be boy. a bleeding ulcer at that point. And I was like, <laughs> looking back at it, I mean, I have nothing but love and appreciation mm-hmm. for this guy. At the time, I was like, you know, at the time, I'm just like, okay, I'll do whatever. Just I'll do whatever I need to do. But that intervention, <laughs> you know, really helped me. And thank goodness, oh, he, boy. you know, all of that was there. I was blessed <laughs> in that way. Right. So I could, so I could do the very thing I've been talking about. I could, okay, all right, now I can perform more mindfully, right? It's not just sitting in meditation. You got to get out there and be present and treat yourself and others right. You know, it's, anyway, that came to mind when you asked that.
0: Oh, gosh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, you've shared so many pearls of wisdom, and um, i i really have, I've enjoyed the dialogue for for many many reasons. Not the least of which it's I think it's just such an important topic for people to recognize that you don't have to be perfect at this to uh, to still be having yeah. a positive impact on your life.
1: Well, thank you, and I and I it's always a joy to uh, to talk to you, Michael. It was so neat how we met. You know, it, it was so exact and. On the way to, to Dallas and all these things is just perfect. And you were actually being quite mindful, as I recall. See, that wouldn't have happened <laughs> if you had not been mindful because you started talking to me and Angela first. And
0: Absolutely. I, that was pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty shy. I never make friends easily.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no. We've got to get you over your bashfulness. <laughs> I, know. I know. Right? Still working uh, on that. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, Dennis, any keep, last week. I will. Any last words of wisdom for my uh, listeners?
1: Well, yes. Just the last thing I would say is that as long as you're breathing, there's hope and you've got a chance to really shift things. So even if you've done something, say, yeah, Dennis, I've done this for 50 years or whatever. I understand. But today is a new day, meaning that you can begin to set an intention and follow through on it, this very minute can be a new moment, a moment of developing more personal power. It's, it's a real thing. And, and it's, it's really and truly I, I've found for anyone. So I just want to give you a lot of encouragement.
0: I love it. Well, it has been fabulous having you on. Of course, we'll have all your contact information in the show notes, but people can find you at www.path2bestself.com. And uh, I know they can find you on Twitter as Dennis underscore Buttermer, and Instagram is Dennis Buttermer together and Facebook as De- Dennis Buttermer and on LinkedIn is Dennis Buttermer. <laughs> so, shocking, good. Exactly. So we, Speaking of so shocking. I know, shocking, isn't it? <laughs> and um, we'll, have, we'll have all that in there. And um, it has just been a pleasure. Awesome. I look forward to uh, more oh. conversations and I think we need to get Angela on the line next time as well.
1: Let's do it. And all the best to you. And thank you for having me. It was really a joy connecting with you once again, Michael.
0: Thank you. Have a wonderful day, Dennis.
1: Thank you, too.
0: Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. My book, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, is available on Amazon and through my website. And look for my second book later this year, Sales Mixology, Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget, shock your own potential today. The second edition of my book, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, will be available on Amazon after September 24th. In the meantime, if you'd like to know a little bit more about it, text the words Tell Me More to 72,000. That's 72000 and the words Tell Me More for your free first 10 pages of the book.